Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Okay. We're going to take a, an interesting journey. Um, I thought about a direction, and the Lord's like, nope, we're going a different direction. Because I was like, Lord, I just taught on this. Can I cheat and use that previous message? And you know, like, come on, nope. Scratch that. Put the brakes on, and wow, it just feels really weird, but the Lord's got a really powerful anointing on this. It, like, it, it was hitting me all week this week, and it was like, yes, this is good. So, yeah, feel free to jump in. <laughs> um, I'm very analytical. Um, if I see something good, I want to know why. If I see something bad, I want to know why. Um, being analytical and mathematical, I want an A plus B equals C, you know? And part of that is, he had me, subtitle, honor and authority is, how's the harvest? I was like, okay, assessment time. Um, I think there's something that we need to do regularly, um, whether you're single, whether you're a youth, married, you need assessment in your life. Like, what's going on? Like, am I doing things correctly? Am I not? Am I having a good harvest? Am I not? Am I eating bitter herbs or, you know, am I eating the good of the land, which we'll get into here. Um, part of that leads us into um, our uh, Old Testament. It's like, Lord, why are we going to the Old Testament? Okay, well, just hold on, Josh, we'll find out here. So let's, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, but we'll read it here. Um, 2 Kings chapter 17. Um, verses 24 through uh, 28, uh, first two verses, give us some context of what's going on here. Like, man, all right, ready for a journey. I'll start reading. Verse 24, the king of Assyria transported groups of people from Babylon. Oh, man. You want to see these? Come on. <laughs> I can try. Yes, these cities. Uh, Babylon, Kuta, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharavim and resettled them in the towns of Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. They took possession of Samaria and lived in its towns. But since these foreign settlers did not worship the Lord when they first arrived, the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. So a message was sent to the king of Assyria. The people you have sent to live in the towns of Samaria do not know the religious customs of the God of the land. He has sent lions among them to destroy them because they have not worshiped him correctly. The king of Assyria then commanded, Send one of the exiled priests back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new residents the religious customs of the God of the land. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and taught the yes Bethel <laughs> and taught the new residents how to worship the Lord. Cool. So let's dissect that. Did you have anything, or you want to let me? I'm gonna roll. Okay. So let's go back to verse 24. Lot going on there. Um, Israel's got kicked out. Uh, the new king came in and resettled people. First word that comes up in my mind there is resettled. We got to start starting to build a foundation here. Well, in the spirit, we've been resettled if we're born again. And as these settlers were being resettled, they had a bad harvest. What was going on here? They took possession of the Samaria and lived in its towns. But these foreign settlers did not worship the Lord. A lot of times, we're bringing in our old bad habits. You ever done that? Like, you thought that that, that was good in your life before. And you're like, oh, I can make it work now. And the Lord's like, no. No. That's why you came to the Lord, right? He redeemed us from hell. And now we're resettled in heaven in the spirit. And we so often bring these natural things back in, thinking, no, no, there's, there's no spiritual law at work here. And we're, we're trying to impose our, our addictions, our, our habits, whatever, that, oh, I, I, can, I can make it work. I can't, you know, me. I can have both. Yes, yeah, we can have both. Well said. Um, that's kind of a testimony right now. Uh, not fun to talk about, but the Lord told me to share it just now. Um, I'm a, I was a gamer. My identity was gaming. It still kind of is at, at points in my life, a lot less now, right? We got married, and I wanted to steal game. That doesn't work. I was putting, you know, uh, such a frivolous thing between my relationship and my wife. Like, my goodness. Guess what? 
Lions came, devouring. We have an enemy. He comes as a roaring lion, seeking to who he may devour. Light bulb. I mean, the idiot light, we call that on the dash, right? It's showing up all the time, but we're not stopping to assess. We kind of get into, well, I'll just keep going at it. And it's the insanity quote, right? Keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Ah, man, I'm so guilty of that. So let's dissect that some more. So we've been resettled. We need to understand that. We're, we're, our spirit is now inhabiting heaven. We're seated at the right hand of Christ now, right? We've got some new things we need to figure out here. Um, one of the, me- the messengers said here, um, they do not know the religious customs of the, of the God of the land. He sent, and I don't believe the Lord sends angel, uh, lions. We have an enemy. He's the lion. And I, and that points in my life, I want to blame God. God has not, not punished me in that way. He'll discipline me, but it's the devourer who was, he was eating the fruit of my marriage, the fruit of my children, the fruit of everything. I didn't have enough money. We're always working our butts off. You know, what, like, do I need another job? Or no, how about you get another job? Or, uh, we had these conversations, right? And always wanted to pass the buck. Like, no, 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 no. What's going on here? Let's assess it. Uh, let's read on. Verse 27. The king says, uh, send one of the exiled priests back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new residents the religious customs of, of the God of the land. He knew. Look, at, sometimes the world gets it right. But it's just the principles of God they're exercising. Let's get the priest. You ever done that? Try to, well, I'll just try it this way. Try, no, let's get the priest. Like, let's see what the Lord has to say instead of, you know, always trying to, the spirit of reason. There's got to be a different way we can do this, right? And then you try it, and guess what? It fails. Benner, done that, bought the t-shirt multiple times. Well, he's got a, the priest has a way. This priest, he sent back, knew the way to worship the Lord. The Lord has a way that will benefit your life if you'll follow his customs. They're good. It may, it'll, it'll cost your flesh, really, but that's it. What's flesh? It just gets in the way to having a spiritual harvest that does appear in the natural. It's like, yes, I want that. Anything? All right, just checking. Okay. You're, the, you're doing the analytical okay. side. I got the simple stuff. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. <laughs> all right all right so in verse 28 the, the, the priest who had been exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and taught the new residents how to worship the Lord the Lord the, Jesus will teach you how to worship him how to worship the father seek him get in that relationship you've got to, you've, well, you've got to admit that hey this isn't working there's got to be a different path I want a different harvest the lion has eaten everything I mean, there's got to be something better here. Um, and then, go ahead. I mean, I, it just keeps welling up inside of me, but if things in your life are continually, like, falling apart, they're not good, it's not someone else. It's you. You look at yourself first. You know, we tend to want to point it, you know, oh, you know, my relationship with my sister is horrible, which it's not. But it would be, you know, her fault. You're not looking at yourself. You know, my job sucks. It's my boss's fault. You know, my kids won't listen to me. It's their fault. You know, you look at yourself when it's like that, and then you go to God, and he will direct you in how to correct that. And, um, yeah. Ah, that's, that's spot on. Oh, brilliant. Because the king here could have said, well, it's just the residents aren't... Uh, Doing enough. They're not, you know. No, it's like, no, there's a way. We're not honoring it. Spot on. Did I? Nope. Good job. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, uh, okay. So the, if the priest, Jesus has a better way about, about doing things. And there's so much scripture, but the Lord led us into one. And that is uh, Isaiah chapter 1, uh, verses 19 through 20. No, I got a row okay. right here. Okay, my chicken scratch. If you are willing and obedient, verse 19. You shall eat the good of the land. Verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. And I kind of put in parentheses, lions. 
Ding, ding, light bulb again. This is how I, I work. Uh, it's hilarious. Did you want to do that or no? Oh. That, so look at, let's look at the yeah. three words in the, that that stick out to us in, this, in Isaiah chapter 1, 19 through, 19 through 20. Willing, obedient, and good. Let's dissect that. The end result is good, right? And the good, uh, we looked it up. Oh, where's my... It says the best, right? Are we eating the best? Are you having the best in your marriage? Are you having the best in your life? Youth? Are you having the best at school? Are you having the best in your relationship with your friends? Are you having the best relationship with your parents? Right? Assess it. Do you want to get the next two? Uh, the next is willing. It means to consent, to yield to, accept, to desire, or to breathe after. But my favorite is acquiescent, which means ready to accept something without protest or to do what someone else wants. You want the message? Go ahead. No, you're on a roll. I like that. That's awesome. Obedient, it. to hear intelligently, often with the implication of attention or obedience, or to be at attention, like a military, you know, they, that's what they do in the military when their boss comes in, everybody's at attention, you know, they're ready to do whatever he or she is asking of them at that moment, split second. Um, so I really like that one too. Yeah, no, it's spot on. So it cuts to the heart right away, right there, because my example I wrote in for myself is, I thought many times I'm, I was being willing and obedient, but looking at the definitions, they really wrote out the heart. Many times it looks like I'm being obedient outwardly, but inwardly I'm unwilling. Being willing deals with the attitude. You don't need something? I kind of have a little, something, yep. a little something on that. I wrote down that um, obedience de deals with our response. Submission deals with our attitude. Um, something I read um, that was actually from John Bevere's book. Um, and then I found something else that I kind of thought kind of worked cool together. Honor is an internal attitude that should be accompanied with accompanied by obedience, honor without such is incomplete. And then I wrote, so let's change that a little bit. Submission is an internal attitude that should be accompanied by obedience. So when I submit to Josh, I'm honoring him. Most importantly, when I submit to God, most importantly that I submit to God. We have honor, we have to submit to God first or we won't have the ability to submit to others. That's so spot on. Um, we've been hearing it from our pastors last night. We're hearing um, from, uh, I forgot their names already. I'm terrible with names. You forgot. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Sean and Ivy's. Oh, my gosh. Yep. You learned something new about Josh. That's hilarious. So, and it's building all the way up in here. You can't find honor and authority, submission and honor in a marriage if you're not first doing, like you said, with the Lord first. Like, as we're going to read some more scriptures here in the Lord's commands, it's, it's hilarious how we're missing it from the youth at that age. Because this is, the Lord dealt with me greatly uh, in, in, uh, from my actions in Minnesota, how I wasn't honoring um, my relationship with him, honor my relationship with, um, you know, authorities in my life, teachers, coaches, pastors, it all starts there. But we, you know, we arrive in our marriage years down the road, like, Why, what's going on here? Well, it stems from a lot of disobedience. I'm not honoring authority, and actually, you can actually touch the subject of honoring the authority given to you and through you is also we gotta be we gotta be good stewards of this also. Um, as you know, if you're a boss, you're a coach, you're a teacher, um, husbands. I mean, come on. We, however you want to spin it, um, there's many levels of this. But we, my mind oh, usually goes to submission. You know, right? Am I submitting somewhere? But it's also being a good steward of if you're leading, because we are, and we've got the resurrection power within us. So we've got authority. I mean, that can we could preach on that for a month. Um, 
Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if our kids aren't honoring our authority, are, are they seeing us honor authority? I mean, we're teachers, we're leaders. You know, what they learn, they learn from us. And so if we're not walking that out daily, if I'm not showing that I submit to him and honor his authority as the head and leader of our home, then how are my kids going to grow up and learn that? They're going to have to walk through all the stuff that I had to walk through back in the day and fought it and how it was, it was just, it was sick. It was disgusting. So. Yeah. So when you look at that, I want a better harvest for our kids, right? And it starts with you. Are you willing to go find the priest, find out how to worship, how to fear, like the New King James Version, I don't know if I said that, uh, says um, how to fear the Lord. We've lost a reverence for this. I mean, the, the West has done it. I'm just as guilty of it. But I disagree with the pastor. I disagree with my boss. I disagree with my teacher. I don't have to obey them. We're going to find out. I cannot find that scripturally. And it hurts. It does. Um, so let's, let's, get let's get into that. Oh, this is where it really hurts. Oh, my goodness. So um, I did not write that scripture. I wrote it down, but I didn't know the reference of it. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to read the scripture. Um, maybe, oh, no, it's right there. I didn't put it in bold. First Chronicles 29. Uh, nope, sorry. First Chronicles 28, verse 9 in the New Living Translation. And Solomon my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Here's come the commandments. Pretty straightforward, right? You want a better harvest? You, want, you better start checking your heart. We, we, like I said, we think we're honoring authority. I'm honoring my wife or outwardly. How many times have you done it? You backbite or you say something underneath your breath. Boy, that is disobedience instantly. And there's no justification for it. Guess what? Joe Biden is my president. Plain and simple. Am I going to backbite and talk filthy and garbage behind him? That's not honoring authority. I guess what? I was guilty of that. And the Lord dealt with me like, Josh, what are you doing? You, you want a better harvest, but yet you're going around doing that? I go, oh. Lord, I repent. Okay. No, and that kind of comes along with something else I found in John Bevere's book. Um, I've never heard of this person. Um, Watchman Nee wrote this. Um, Before a man can subject himself to God's delegated authority, he must first meet God's inherent, inherent authority. And so that kind of goes along with that scripture that that's, that's your first that's your first go-to. That's your first priority is, is to honor and submit to God's authority because um, if you don't do that first, there's no way you're going to be able to do it with all of us, each other. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's spot on. All right, let's look at another one. John chapter 14, uh, verse 15, New King James Version. Um, I may cut some of these short. If you love me, obey my commandments. Pretty straightforward. And to be honest, as we go, as we read scripture, to be honest, it's all commandments. Are you, do you love the Lord that much to be like, yep, I'll do it, Lord. I'll stop, I'll stop the, the murmuring. I'll stop the complaining. I'm going to love my wife. Because what is it? I mean, I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. Okay. Next one. 1 Peter 2.13. I didn't write the translation on that one. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as, a, as the supreme authority or to the governors, or who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Man, live as God's slaves. 17, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. You start dissecting that. That's a lot to take in. Did it say only when he's doing right? Only when you agree with him? Oh, man. And it said all authorities. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep repenting, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to root this stuff out. I want a better harvest. Uh, because I, believe it or not, 
it was, it was a light bulb moment when reading that book, uh, John Bevere, uh, Undercover, of there's a lot of reason I'm not having a good uh, produce in my life, eating the good of the land, the best lands, because a lot of it, is, as, as the West, I, I would uh, summarize, is we're not honoring authorities like we should. Um, and we, we got to root, root that out, because ultimately, by disrespecting, dishonoring authorities, our pastors, our uh, civil authorities, teachers, and all that, we're dishonoring the Lord. He's the one that instituted it. So, got anything to say? Well, it's like what Josh and Tabitha said. I actually wrote it down, too. It's not about us. We got to get us out. It's, it's about the Lord. It's about we are servants. Like, that's our calling is, is to be servants to each other, to be servants of, uh, of Christ. We are his slaves. Whatever you want, Lord, I'm willing. I'm obedient. I will do whatever you call me to do. And you're going you're gonna to read the whole word of God or are you going to cherry pick? Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of that for years. And again, that's, again, that's why it's affecting your harvest. Man, I'm, I'm done cherry picking. So I'm going to eat the whole word. Titus 3.1. Remind the people to, sub, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient. You had attention? We just read that. Be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one. Oh, man. To be peaceable and considerate and always to be gentle toward everyone. Again, it's just, we're just going to keep building that foundation. There's no excuse. Thank God we got the Holy Spirit. Come on. We can't do this in, in, the, in the flesh. We're all, we all guilty, not guilty, but we all are observant of what the flesh produces. I mean, it it has any, you give it any opportunity, I'll say something terrible about my pastors, my, uh, my president, the teachers. I can't believe they did that. My, my relationships, friends. Oh, I can't believe it. Why don't we lift them up? Let's change the produce by life and death are in the tongue, right? Change what's coming out of your mouth. No, 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 no not today, devil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for them. Pray for our enemies, right? If you're, if you're going to consider them an enemy, how about change that? It's griping and complaining, and we know how that ended for the Israelites. Do we want to wander around in the desert for years and miss the promised land? Come on. I mean, oh, man, that'll preach. Jeez. I, I, I've been through some deserts, and there's, 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 there's actually there's some uh, good learning to do in the desert. We've all got to come to the point where you've got to find the end of yourself. Josh and Tabitha said that. I mean, man, the, the end that they had to come, I mean... Wow, that's impressive. Thank God. Look at the grace that, I mean, and he restored. God, I, there's a lot of times I'm like, Lord, I don't know, man. There just seems like there's too much time lost. No, he restores, man. If you'll just submit and get in line with him, he's good. Because he wants the best for you. And then he wants to see that light shine within you to those around you. I want them to say things about Josh. Oh, he never says anything bad about the president. But come on. I mean, Look, he honors and respects those that are above him in, in, in civil authorities. He never talks bad about the teachers. Or, man, I've, I've been, like I said, I said that that Wednesday night. You see a more polished Josh. I mean, there's still rough edges, but back in Minnesota, this garbage was coming out of my mouth. And I, was, I didn't let that light bulb moment get in the darkness showing that, hey, Josh, you're producing this because you're saying this. You're allowing this stuff to sink down into your heart, you know? Whatever out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you storing up? Change the harvest. Uh, well, we have the greatest example um, in exactly what he just said. Walking out, honoring authority is Jesus. Um, when he was in the garden, asking God not once, not twice, but three times. That's good to take this cup from me. It's very clear to me that he did not want to die. Growing up, I, I had this like idea that he was like, yes, can't wait to get up there. And I think sometimes we still think that we forget. He had to fight his, his emotions, his feeling. 
He had to submit and be obedient to what God had called him to do. He set aside himself. Not my will, but thine. His obedience to God far outweighed any emotion or self-will. He was willing to do whatever God asked. Like Heidi said last night, he held God in such high regard it didn't matter what he wanted. And we are called and equipped to follow in his footsteps. Amen. And look what that death produced. Are we willing to do the same thing? Let our flesh die to plant an amazing seed? I mean, Jesus looked past that cross. Didn't focus on the death anymore at that point. Looked past the cross and see, saw all of us reconciled unto the Father. Woo! I want that harvest in my life. I want people reconciled to the Father through my example. I want them to see the good fruits. And Lord, I repent if I've sowed some terrible stuff. And if I need to reconcile with my relationship, I need to reconcile with my wife. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going there. I don't know if you men read those scriptures about your prayers. You can hinder your prayers. And man, I want my prayers heard. Whew. Ah. All right, Romans, Romans 13, uh, verses uh, 1 through 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against God. What God has instituted, and those who do will bring judgment on themselves. The lions will come. The lion will come. Because you're just opening the door. Dishonoring what he's instituted Disobedient, what he's, disobedience in anything that he's instituted just opens the door to the devourer. Kick him out. Use your words for life. Matthew 23, 1 through 3. This one, this one wrecked me. This, uh, we taught about it in the, in the youth. Um, I think the youth sometimes think I'm just preaching at them. Uh, Lord's having me preach to myself, I'll tell you that. Um, Matthew 23, 1 through 3. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and said to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. They sit in authority. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Really, Jesus? But do not do according to their works, for they say and they do not do. So there's a disclaimer there. It does get you off the hook to a small degree, which really isn't off the hook. Because we always want to find something to complain about, right? That the Pharisees were hypocrites. I've been a hypocrite. I've said something and done just the opposite to my children. To even relationships. You know, I tell my kids, you know, respect your teachers. Honor your teachers. Honor your, your pastors in Sunday school and all that stuff. Am I doing the same thing? And, I mean, I can only imagine the disciples were <laughs> around him. You know, because the disciples, oh my goodness, they were looking for a different Jesus, really. They were, the, the Messiah was supposed to come, in, in their opinion, uh, you know, take out the Romans, set up the kingdom, and let's go. And here he is. No, listen to the Pharisees. Really? Jesus fulfilled the law completely. Honor and respect authorities, even though they are not practicing what they preach. I mean, I use this example. I mean, I've had this conversation with Pastor Sean. I'm here to submit in where I'm at right now under Pastor Sean and Pastor Heidi. What they do will not affect my harvest. How I submit to them will directly affect me. So Pastor Sean and Heidi go off the deep end. Let's say it. They, you know, whatever. I'm still going to, unless it's a contrary to the word of God, I'm going to submit and follow whatever they tell me to do. And that will di directly affects my harvest. We, we got this in the West. like Because whatever President Biden doing or our teachers or whatever it is, they're affecting my harvest. No, where's your faith at? It's not in the authorities. It's in obedience. I'm willing and obedient. Yes, sir. I will follow. I'll, I'll honor and respect them. They do, the gas prices is not going to make me go bankrupt. 
The food prices are not going to bankrupt me. Heaven's too full. And I'm going to pull that through faith with willing and obedience, right? No, No, that was good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then there's some some notes I wrote down. We can't expect to eat the good of the land if we don't honor God and his word. We are not honoring him and his word if we are not honoring those in authority. We can't have one without the other. Feels like a song. I don't know why something rolled up my head. We have to be willing and obedient. Oh, it's a Sesame Street song. It came. Oh, that's hilarious. That's not a song. Is it? I wrote it. Oh, you? Oh, that's not a song. No, you can't have one like that. Okay. Oh, I don't know. All right, disobedience to God's authority and His delegated authority is just straight up sin. Uh, we just we got to call it what it is. Sin is sin. Um, we're going through a book called uh, Maximize Manhood. I love it how he comes out. We want to cover it. Well, I just disagree. You know, you're trying to justify why you talk, <clears throat> whatever, um, whatever about somebody. It's sin. Once you call it sin, boy, I tell you what, there's a, it jerks the slack out of your back, right? So then you have to apply it to yourself. Um, who are the authorities in your life? You know, youth, we've talked about this a long time. You know, it's your parents, your teachers. How are you honoring and respecting them? Your friends are watching, especially if you're born again. Let your light shine. You know, and as singles or parents, I mean, it, we're all kind of in that, in that same category. Are you honoring and respecting the teachers over your kids? Are you honoring and respecting your boss? Man, disagreement is not a leading. I grew up, like, engaging my whole life on this. Like, if I just disagree with somebody, I can, I can justify whatever that came out of my mouth or the direction of my body. Oh, I disagreed with that boss, and he didn't like the way my ideas were presented. I'm just going to go to a different job. No. Now the more mature Josh says, oh, you put here, if I heard correctly, Lord, you told me to go work for this person, so you got, there's a reason. I probably got, and more often than not, it's, I got some growing up to do. Okay. And then I say all that because a lot of times my mind goes to honoring authority. We're thinking husbands and wives because we're in, we're in the boot camp right now. But ultimately, if you take this, this word, if applied correctly from youth on up, by the time you get to marriage, well, I tell you what, you got a good grasp on it. So when uh, Ephesians 5, 21 and 22 and 25 come in, I'm going to read my part first because that's just... Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I'll stop there. It doesn't say only when she's lovable. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Let's get to the truth. Like, honor the authorities only when they're agreeable? No. If you're doing that up until when I do get married, guess what? I'm commanded to love my wife, and I'm just going to do it. Well, you ain't going to do that until you, unless you're, you know, making the steps progressively all along here. So what am I, what are we doing at home? I'm teaching my kids, especially my sons. I'm just, I have a real, I'm obviously because I'm a man, about training up men. Like we need some men to step up and set the example in this. <clears throat> I've done it. I mean, I'm guilty of it uh, early on in our lives uh, with the gaming and all. Oh, Lord, if you just fix her, then I could probably love her. That doesn't work, does it? If you would just get President Trump back into office, I can honor the office of president, right? No. Are you going to honor? Are you going to honor the position, no matter who's in it? That all right? I repent, Lord. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. You're going to treat your husband as you treat the Lord. Husbands, same thing. Come on. And you guys, well, I think yours is hitting better than I. I love it. Man, powerful. Ephesians 6. Let's go one chapter over. 1 through 9. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I'm still a child. I still have to honor my parents. I'm still, I'm, and Josh wants to get the excuse that my parents live back in Minnesota. No, I still need to call them. Check in. Honor them. Love on them. Honor your father and mother, 
which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long life on the earth. Willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. Come on. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Oh, Lord jerked that slack out, still is. But bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Verse 5, bond servants, employees, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. With fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ. Not with eye service, right? Not with just an outwardly, but also inwardly. As man pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. It's always a heart attitude. With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive from the Lord. You reap what you sow, right? Whether he's a slave or free, and you masters, here is you no know, exercise authority is given to you. As masters, do the same things to them. Give, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there's no partiality with him. We, a lot, we got a lot of authority that we need. To, are we being good stewards of it? Um, it deals with the heart because is it honoring I'm just saying him because he's sitting next to me. Um, is it is it honor? Am I honoring him if I go to Heather and I go, "You are not going to believe what he did to me today." You know, he is so this, he is so that. You know, and then I go home and I'm like, "Oh, I love you." You know, well, yeah, sure, whatever it is. You know, that's not honoring. I wasn't honoring him in my heart, so. You can't, you can't honor someone outwardly and not honor them inwardly. Good stuff. We'll just keep dropping more scripture on you. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. And those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. Let's dissect that a little bit. A lot of times we want to interject ourselves like the Lord, we just don't trust the Lord to do what he's going to do. He just said that those who must give account, the Lord will deal with your boss. The Lord will deal with our yeah. president. Are you lifting them up in prayer? Are you lining up with the Lord what he wants to do? He will get it done. So I'm going to trust. We, our actions and our heart attitudes show that I just don't trust God enough to do what he's supposed to do. No, 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 no. I'm going to do what I'm going supposed to do. I want to eat the good of the land, so I'm going to be willing and obedient. And then the last part, let them do so with joy. Are your authorities serving with joy because of how you're honoring them? Are you undergirding them? Even if you disagree with them, that's the biggest testimonies. When you come alongside a boss or whatever that you, you've just maybe got in a disagreement the day before, you're like, you know what? What do you want me to do? And a lot of times we get in the spirit of reason. I use this analogy in youth group. The pastor asked me to you know, take a chair that you're sitting in, walk it out, out there, walk it back in, and put it right over here. What does the spirit of reason do? Why can't I just bring it from here to here? It doesn't matter. What did he ask you to do? And it wasn't contrary to scripture. It was just hard on your flesh to take the extra steps around. That's all it was. I am so guilty of this, Lord. I, I repent. I'm just, I'm going to allow them to serve in joy over me. You know, coaches, teachers, students, are you doing this? Man, this hits home. You're going to be sorely disappointed in life if you think that you only can have relationships with people that you agree with because you won't have any relationships. <laughs> There's, there is no one that you're going to agree with 100% of the time. So if you're not if you don't know or you're not working on or reading the word and being taught how to manage those relationships, especially those in authority, you're going to fail. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to succeed in life. You're going to be wandering around and uh, woe is me. Well, I end up with that second half of that verse. Well, that would be unprofitable to you. I want to harvest. I, want, I don't want to deal with disobedience and the consequences of that. No, nope, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I would rather just put the flesh under and submit and, like, and trust 
in the Lord. He put these commandments in there. He put this word in there for my betterment and to honor and glorify him. I want to I produce the right light. Do you want to read the ending? I think we're there. I think we're running out of time. Okay. Or you, oh, yeah. I have a little something that I'm going to read quickly, hopefully. Or, I'm sorry, I'm not talking through the thing. <laughs> emotional. It's easy for me to do. But this is just a little uh, testimony of what God can do when we align um, with his word about this very subject. There was a time in my marriage when I was done. It wasn't what I had imagined it would be, and it wasn't what I had dreamed it would be. It was hard, and I was at a place where I didn't know if it was worth it. And I don't just mean my own marriage. I mean marriage in general. I had become bitter towards it. I allowed the enemy to tell me it wasn't, I wasn't at fault, and it was all Josh, and if he would just see that and change, we would be okay. That was a lie, and I swallowed it very easily. Any chance I got to talk about my marriage to someone, I was all over it. You know the saying, misery loves company. It's very true. I was unwilling to yield to his authority in our home. Sure, I went along with what he said, but in my heart, I was completely unyielding and dishonoring. I allowed this bitterness to go on for many years until one day I was in a place of brokenness with the Lord, and that's always a good place to be. And revelation light came flooding in. The blinders were off, and I could finally see. It wasn't my job or my place to fix my husband, and funny enough, it wasn't in my ability to fix myself. Without realizing it, I had completely removed God from my situation and tried to handle it myself. In that moment, I gave over my marriage and my family to God, the rightful owner, and yielded myself to him. I started focusing on my own walk with him instead of my husband's. What I once thought was dead, he has now brought back to life. I can honestly say I love my husband more now than I ever did because I no longer see him through my eyes but the eyes of my father. That's good. Wow. This is also I got from John Bevere's book. Confronted with the truth, we can respond two ways. We can be like Cain, Adam's son, and forsake the very revelation we need. Or we can be humble and broken, like David when challenged by Nathan, and let the pain and repentance raise us to another level of godly character. Let's have the heart of David in this matter and reject the pride endeavoring to keep us from God's plan and provision, uh, plan of provision and protection. There you have it. That's good. You didn't know there was this much gold in Faith Family Church, did you? <laughs> yeah, we've grown. Remember when Leanne was here, she, she said the Lord told her, can you sense it? They've grown. And uh, these are such powerful testimonies. I mean, God's word works. You know, I love what Jessica was sharing at the end there. I mean, the whole thing was good. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time, our speakers so far, to hear from God and say the tough things that he wants us to say because we need it. Let me ask you this. So how many of you felt like, like in your emotions that you heard from God? In your emotions. But then you get up here, and what takes over? The Holy Ghost. You thought you were going to fail, and you hear the anointing goes, um, why? Because we're, we're just vessels, right? Yeah. We're amen. clay pots. But when we're open to the Lord at any level, it doesn't matter. Uh, Brian over here, he manages at uh, Applebee's on 24th and, and King. But in his position, 
If he opens to the Lord, and he has, the Lord can flow through him to all those employees. And that's what we're, we're endeavoring to get into you. It doesn't matter your background. God's not, God doesn't look at us and, you know, uh, look through our social media pages from the past and go, remember this. You ever, you ever notice like on Facebook or whatever, sometimes they'll have these things that come up, a memory from, you know, have you ever had them come up and go, oh, you know, no. you know I was skinnier then or, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it is, because social media doesn't forget, but you know who does? God. Yeah. I just want to just encourage you with this one thing, because I had this thought when Jessica was sharing at the end there, that, you know, relationships are hard. Um, kids to parents, parents to kids, relationships with teachers, relationships with bosses, relationships in a marriage, relationships with um, you know, in-laws or whatever relationships, churches, pastors, churches, pastors relationships, you know, um, they're difficult. They take work, they take effort. And, um, going back to the Lord saying to me, I, I think I shared this last night. Do you trust me? Do you trust me enough to do it my way and see my blessing on it? And, um, relationships, they are tough, but I will tell you this, because I fell into this even in our marriage, but then even in some relationships, you know, back throughout the years, that if you're constantly pointing the finger at the other person needs to change, and then my life will be better, you will always be, dis be stuck in that defeat. You will never have victory. And that is a trap of the enemy. And that is what we call self-pity and selfishness, really, because you're thinking about yourself and how everybody needs to cater to you when God is supposed to be the one that caters to everything that you need. He is the fulfillment of everything that you are missing in your life. And then he properly, because he did design relationships, but when we look at them with the correct heart attitude and not trying to change everybody else around us, not trying to change Sean, then I can actually, in the meantime where he's growing, I can can grow too. And then we can come together and we're grown up. Grown ups. We did grow up. I like being up. grown ups. Yeah. We did grow up, you idea. know? But in that, it takes the pressure off because you, what you'll find if in a relationship you're constantly looking at everybody to fill something in your life that they are, it is impossible for them to fill, okay? Only God is fullness there. And then he, help, he ministers through people and through one another in relationships. But you will be the most frustrated, unhappy person around because people don't do it right. But you know who does it right every single time? God. Jesus. Jesus did it right. Yeah. Jesus did it right. This is something the Lord said to us in that uh, sanctif sanctification series we did on Sundays. But spiritual maturity requires personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. There is no spiritual maturity without personal responsibility. And when you relinquish, uh, like Jessica was sharing, or Heidi, or even Josh, or any of the people that are sharing, when you relinquish your self-will and yield uh, like in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus said, he had to pray it three times. When you relinquish your willfulness and yield to his will, that's when the power of God, grace, manifests. And you begin to look at the impossible and say, mountain, get up, get into the sea. That's where genuine faith comes from, where there's a free flow of the spirit of grace and faith and power and authority to be able to operate. It's what will change you emotionally. It's what will change you physically when you yield and take responsibility for you. Amen? You can have freedom when nobody else around you is. Yeah. That's the way God works. My freedom in Christ is not relying on him. And I'm going to say this. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise God, Because we're right? not perfect. I'm glad I don't have to wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> We turn it into a competition on the good side. Oh, you think you're going to outgrow me? 
Well, Come on, I, in actually, a good way. Actually, one of the definite or one of the translations of our main scripture, Romans twelve ten, is try to outdo one, one another, another in honor. honor. Yeah. And we're not so we should here. all be rushing to that door to open it for yeah. one another. <laughs> Praise God. It's right? true. Anyways. This should be, I mean, we're already a place of love. We're, people have always, they give testimony all the time. I just felt so welcome, you know, all those things. But how much more do we increase? And Jesus said this, outside of your miracles, the greatest witness is your love for one another. It's bigger than people being healed of a physical Disease, all of those things, it's bigger. I know those things are splashed, they're big, but this is depth. I mean, those things are commonplace in an atmosphere of love, you know? And I want to say this, everything Josh said about the president and all of that, I agree 100%. So don't come to me and say, oh, do you agree with all that? I do. 100%. Um, and you say, how can you do that? Because the scripture is clear. I'm not saying I agree with, and, and we're not saying that we should, we have to yield to evil coming through authority. That is not the principle. The early church didn't even do that. They told them they couldn't preach. But if we are going to see the change we desire in areas of authority, we have to submit to God's purpose and the way he decided in his word for that change to come about. We have to pray, start praying for the authorities. And by pray, we're not saying, Lord, strike these people with lightning. You realize that that's flesh. When prayers go up in a selfish heart attitude, you might as well just not throw them up anyways. Yeah, they're not getting above your lips anyway. Yeah. They're not getting above your forehead. Heart issue. They're staying right where they are. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.